You're now tuned into the Morning Star Show with Super Size 75. Tune in to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com for our special guest, Anthony Smith, two-time Super Bowl champion. You will not want to miss this Morning Star Show with our host, SuperSly75, and our co-host, The Form Runner. Enjoy. Yeah. Sports balls. Battle of the trenches. You're now tuned into the Morning Star Show with SuperSly75. Everybody, welcome tonight. I'm, I'm always honored. Um, I'm humbled, as, as always. Um, first and foremost, my, my co-host for the night, my big bro, uh, Mac, aka the form runner, early, never late, uh, out here like a maniac, brother. <laughs> and then, uh, special guest tonight is uh, Anthony Smith, uh, two time, let me put some respect on this man's name, two time Super Bowl champion, uh, with the Steelers and with yeah. the Packers, I believe, correct? Yeah, yes, sir. Okay, I got I, right. I had to get it right. I had to get it right. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm honored. I wanted to talk. Uh, with you guys, um, football, football, politics, uh, mental health, CTE, in and off the field. Um, sir, you also have a foundation. I want to get to you about what was the inspiration for that. So first things first, who y'all, who y'all picking for the Super Bowl? It's the year, the, uh, it's the year of the lion, I think, or the tiger. The tiger, the right. The I keep seeing tiger pop up. So you're going with Cincinnati. I'm going with the net because you know, cause Lahe, you know, that's my guy. You know, he, he go, you know, so <laughs> I got to go with La Hey, I got to, I got to go with my boy Jamar Chase. You know, he, he that's home team. You did. He go to train and you know, he got that city. You heard me? All right. All right. Anthony, who are you picking uh, this year? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Mac, man. I got to go with, uh, I got to go with Cincy, man. You know, I'm from the OH 10. So, you know, I got to represent the state, man. So. Oh, believe that. Believe it. Believe that. Since it, since it is. Um, Anthony, I, I want to ask you, uh, first off, your upbringing. Um, who, what instilled your moral compass, your beliefs? Um, what helped shape you uh, as the individual that you are? What influences around you? Uh, manhood, fatherhood, was that important? Was that a part of, an integral part of, of, your, of your upbringing? Yo, uh, I would say, man, everything, everything was instrumental into uh, me becoming who I am. I think all of the circumstances and situations that uh, we come across in our life are all, you know, learning situations and experiences. Um, so, you know, through the through the knowledge of us growing up in in you know, doing the right thing, don't do this, don't do that, kind of, you know, how we're brought up. You try to apply those uh, principles to life and, and to, to every situation. And um, that's pretty much how I live my life on, on those principles, on that basis, just being a positive person, man, and just having a, a positive outlook on everything, try, try, try to be an asset and not a liability to every situation I'm in. To, to any person I'm in a relationship with, any person I have a relationship with, um, you know, just try to bring, bring good energy and be that be, be the light, you know, uh, in a room, in somebody's life, in a situation, um, you know, just trying to be a, just a positive person, brother. 
Cool, cool, cool. Um, like Mac, he footballs in his blood family. Um, was that the same for you? Or did you have a choice in the matter for what sports that you decided to pursue on that level? Yeah, man, I was a, I was a real, uh, you know, humbly speaking, man, I was, I was an athlete. So I played, I could, I was naturally gifted, man. So I could play everything. I played baseball. I played uh, basketball. I played, uh, I ran track. I did 100 to 200 uh, relays, uh, the hurdles, the high jump, long jump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I, I was that guy at the, uh, uh, when we did the conference meets, you know, I would, I would win all of the events and stuff like that, man. So I, I had a natural um, passion, though, for football. I was just, just naturally the best at that. It just had that, that just it factor, you know, for, for playing the sport. Well, let me ask you guys this. What was the moment that you, you guys just kind of knew that, okay, I'm good at this. Like football is going to be my my bread and butter. I just know that I'm better than m most of my peers. What was the moment for you guys? Was it in college? Was it in high school? Was it someone that I guess if you had self doubts at one point, someone talk gave you a pep talk and said, "No, you, you this you're built for this." Or were you just knew on the field that you were pretty much better than all everybody on on the so field? Take this, out. take this out. Take this out. I want. I really want to ask Ant this. Right? Okay. Because Ant put up numbers in high school, like. According to my sources, he really, he really was like that. You know what I mean? He was really like that. So my thing for him was, okay, bro, you did, you did all, you played all of the sport. You played, you know, you did, you ran track. And I, and I also want to get into that. I want you to speak on the importance of track and how it translated over into football because naturally, you know, football is a competitive sport and it's like, it's like the, uh, the gladiator sport. But you, you know, bro, you was good in everything. You was good in basketball. You was good in baseball. You put up stupid numbers your junior year. You put up stupid numbers your senior year. You know, and just football, and you did everything. And you know, for you, how was it easy for you to choose to choose football? Because for me, my father was a baseball guy, but I come from a legendary football family, and I was torn between right. baseball and football. You know what I mean? And, you know, just to know that, you know, you was doing, you was killing everything. How was it, why, why was it so easy? And how, how did you make the choice to just transition into football over all the other shit when you was, when you was just so fire at it? Right. Oh, uh, man, man, I, I was just, uh, the passion factor, man. The passion factor, like, I could play everything and I knew I was good at everything, but football was just like that itch. You know what I mean? Like, I want to do this. Like, I knew at five years old, I was going to do that. Yeah. I was going to play football. Like, yeah. you know, I was in the, uh, my my aunt, she had took me to a park one time. And uh, I was around that same age, around like six years old. And I had tackled her. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this the one. He, he Yeah, he, he go. You know what I mean? It was one of those kind of moments. So it, it was... Uh, you know, for me, Mac, I just seen basketball. I was like, cool, but it was more so. You know, when we was we was growing up, the big tall dudes in there. You know what I mean? The, 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 the six nine, right? The six sixes and up. 
you know what I mean? But um, and then baseball, it was kind of boring. I really wasn't. I, w- I was good at it, and then I wasn't the greatest batter. I would either hit a home run or strike out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was great at stealing bases. Ricky Henderson was my uh, one of one of my favorite uh, baseball players. Ken Griffey, you know what I'm saying? I took little bits and pieces from everything. You know what I mean? From from uh, uh, different players and applied it into my game, man. And that's how um, I kind of you know uh, uh, molded myself in each sport that I played. Uh, but yeah, football, Matt, was just, uh, it, it was just that I was just the best at that. You know, There's I was just naturally it, just wanted people, to do that. Yeah. It's, it's something about it, bro. It's something about that competition, bro. Just, mm-hmm. and the camaraderie mm-hmm. is, is just, you can't ex- really yep. explain it, you know, but, you know, you can yeah, only try. It's different, man. It's the, yeah, it's the best sport in the world. It's the best sport in the world. And then, like you said, Matt, just speak on the other sports, though. Um, they all did attribute to my athletic ability. Like baseball, I tell people all the time, I, I, I attribute my ball skills to baseball because you have to, when you're in center, I played center field, I played them all, but mainly center field. Um, you know, from the time you hear that tink out the, you gotta, you gotta know, you know what I'm saying, track the ball down and know where it's going. And uh, I used to be able to get a jump on the ball, man, like crazy. I used to, you know, be playing center field and, and, and run down the fly balls and catching the front of the right and left field. I, I would do that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, baseball, it was, it was, I was, you know, naturally good at that, like I said. But I kind of battled that, uh, struggled at batting. So I kind of didn't choose that one. But, but yeah, I, my ball skills, man. So when it comes to football, turning over to that you you got you go from a ball coming off of a bat 100 miles an hour to a quarterback from in his motions going like this <laughs> about to throw a big ass ball <laughs> you know what I mean so it was just like man that ain't that ain't nothing right <laughs> compared to, to baseball right. right so you know that's how I, I attribute baseball you know what I'm saying to my ball skills and uh that and then track you know um it, it it's definitely vital because it, it helps you with your speed and as we know you know you need speed in that game man especially nowadays man I don't know what the hell is going on but these cats is uh <laughs> linemen running running like corners and, and shit crazy out here man but uh yes sir yeah, yes sir it's, it's crazy it's, these, it's, new, it's, these new cats build different bro <laughs> well right. you know what I, I, let me can, can y'all is, is is there any way you guys can describe the speed uh, of the NFL, um, I, I hear it, and I, you know, I know guys have played it, and they always describe from from college to NFL. There's a uh, there's a certain speed. What exactly does that mean to us laymen? Okay. Is that something that we could quantify? Right, let me let me let me let me go first. And can I go first? <laughs> go ahead, Matt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, all right, in college, right? You're looking at eighteen to twenty one. Okay, you're looking at 18 to 21 years old, right? So we want to look at Hussein Bolt. At what age did Hussein Bolt break the world record? Like 27, 28, right? Yeah. Okay, can you imagine being 21 years old, being drafted into the NFL, being one of the best people out of all of your peers, coming to a league where your best peer is their worst guy 
it is night and day. The window of error, the margin of error is <laughs> it's unbelievable because you got, okay, so we just take for instance because Ant was a safety corner. He was a nickel guy, right? So his skill set is different because he has to play nickel. Nickel has to be able to go both. When I say both ways, he has to be able to cover the outs, the ins, and the ups. So the nickel position is a extremely hard position to play just like safety because if you get matched up on an inside guy, you got to be able to do it all. You got to be able to do it all. You know, so when you playing against these inside slots that's 4-3, you know, 5-9, you know, you're 6 foot, 6-1, you're safe, you got to be built for contact and you got to be able to cover from hash to sideline. And <laughs> you used to the tight ends of four, seven, four, eight, five flat. Right. <laughs> you plan the inside slots of four, two, one, four, three, nine, tight ends of four, four at six, six. Right. And you 21, 22 now. These are 27, 28 year olds. So when you hear me talk about grown man business, when you transition from the NFL, from the college to the NFL, it's grown man business, bro. Yes, and sir. it's night and day. Well, yes, how sir. hard was the transition or how long did you guys, okay, was it a physical thing where you had to just physically get stronger, faster over the course of the next couple of years for you guys coming in or was there t uh, tips and techniques to help you guys uh, 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 accommodate for the lack of speed if coming into the league per, per se? It's a, it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of everything. Um, like Max said, man, you, you're getting the, the biggest and the best and the fastest, the strongest, you know what I'm saying, of the best. Like Max said, man, it's night and day when you when you go from college to, well, like anything else, just like when you go from high school to college, everything is fast your first couple of years and then it slows down. Just like, you know, when you get in the league, like Max said, you, you, you're still a young man coming to a grown man's game and everything is fast. Everything is fast. But as you grow, as you, you know, gain the knowledge and, and, and uh, you, you mature, um, the game slows down for you. So it's, it's, it's the same process and same steps in every level. When you go from little league to high school to college to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's always, it always starts out fast. But as you gain the knowledge and the experience, it all slows down. Yes, sir. Point. Let me ask you guys this. Are you guys happy with the state of football? Are you, do you like the, the progression it's made? <laughs> I'm looking at Mac. Mac already shaking his head. Are bro, you, you guys... gotta understand, we old school, bro. So, you know. Oh, okay. So. And I know coming from Ant being a safety, I know he is looking at this game and saying, how can my guys do their job? You want, Mac, you want to speak Mac, to that? I, that was one of, the, yeah, that was one of the reasons I retired early, actually, man. Because even when back then, when when we could, when we could bang, I had got fined three weeks in a row for unnecessary roughness. That's crazy to you know me, man. So, and, and that was back then, Mac. So to play now, I would, man, I'd be playing for free. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, 
Yeah, man, it started happening, you know what I'm saying, at the end of my career, you know what I'm saying, yeah. where they, you know, started started doing that stuff. So I was like, yeah, it's about time for me to, I'm, I I can't, because you, you see it now, like guys hurting themselves, guys looking crazy as hell on TV, missing plays because they trying to yeah. take the receiver and they trying not to try to, trying not to get fined and stuff like that. And it's, it's like, like in the Super Bowl with the old boy from New Orleans duck, like, yeah, like, man. He he yeah, man. Like, man, look, man. I would have told that boy out the frame. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and whatever. Gotta take. Yeah, you, you got to. Everybody <laughs> gonna take that, and that shit is crazy to me, man. So yeah. I don't. As as far as you know, the physical part of it, I I like. I do like him with the helmet contact because I was never that guy. Like as y'all can yeah. see in my clips, I wasn't. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying, leading with my head and stuff like that. I was, cause you know, that's what I teach my kids now to this day. It's, I'm, I was all shoulder, shoulder work. And, uh, and and so I do like that part of the game of, as far as, you know, protecting the players. But as far as, you know, some of the calls they making because, you know, on a defenseless receiver, man, that's just part of the game, man. That's what we teach too. When our receivers, with our receivers, you know, the reason why a lot of that became a problem is because of the poor route running and the poor you know recognition and how to read defense and just the football iq understanding you know how your right. drop you know just all of the, the the football iq that we got early you know understanding the safeties drop understanding the linebackers drop to get in the in the holes and to avoid these contacts and to change your angle to downhill instead of coming straight across the middle and Knowing that the safety's on that, if I, you know, as a wide receiver, especially as an inside slot, I know that you're on a hash and your partner is on the other hash. I know that the linebacker is going down the middle of the field. So if I understand your drops when I come off the line of scrimmage, then me understanding how to run a route and to get in space, that kind of sort of protects me a little bit, you know? And you know, with all these people just doing it for the gram and not really teaching these skills, you know, wide receivers taking unnecessary shots. You know what I mean? Um, because you gotta understand, man, the the the, the DB has has evolved. Do you hear me? And, and all right. of them were built different. You know, so those you know just I think poor route running and you know poor. Um, understanding of concepts you know being able to read defenses instead of just running routes that that i think all right. of those things all of that hands-on coaching that we got from a lot of the legendary coaches that actually took time and cared you know they missing that too i think they missing that too yeah yeah it's completely changing the game because now like you just said like you had to know like you had to really know the defenses and know where guys gonna be because otherwise you finna get tore out the frame you know what i mean but now it's changed the game because it's like that was my whole thing with wide receivers like first of all i don't like nobody on offense anyway especially Period. wide receivers yeah right. like so right. i'm i'm going to punish you and hit you every time you're in my vicinity because i want you to think about me when you running in my area running in my zone and that creates what we call a football the gator arms you know right. versus now 
these guys going across the middle of the field, stretching out because they know they ain't finna get laid out. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's changing. It's changing the whole perspective of the game. So, yeah, I don't. I don't like this. I like some of the state of where it's at. You know, some of the things I don't like. So, you know. Well, let me let me ask you guys. I guess this. I'm in the middle with it. <laughs> is is this the worst you think you'll get as far as defense defense is being handcuffed? I don't think so. I think I think because offense sells tickets and the bread is getting ridiculous, they're gonna do and handicap defenses more. And I'm an offensive guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm an offensive guy, and and I even hate the state of where they're what they're doing with the defense because you know steel sharp as steel you know what i mean when we go and work out we're trying to work out with the best most aggressive dbs because how else would i improve my off the ball off the line skill like you know i want to work out with the 511 six foot dbs because i'm five nine i got to be able to get off those long arms you got to be able to hone your skills and i think you know they're going to handicap the DBs and the, the linebackers and and different areas, including the D line. As far as the D line, also, I think it'll be a little bit more handicapping because offense sells tickets. You know, defense win championships, offense sell tickets. Right, because like you just said, for the linemen, they dang like man, this is ridiculous. Like these boys is is, is, is you know back in our day would be getting dumped on their head now. You know now you they scared to barely tackle them. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like that part of the game is, is getting ridiculous, man. Like you trying to trying to you know um, take it taking away too much from the natural organic state of what the game is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, Anthony, let me ask you this: So when you decided to retire, you weren't conflicted. Like you didn't have second thoughts. Maybe you thought you were rushing things because of the changes the NFL were making, or you were just resolute and said, "You know what? I'm out. I can't. If I can't perform the way I'm, I've been taught and, and and performing for all these years, it's 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 a no go." Yeah, no, that that wasn't the only reason, but it was it was a uh, it was a um, a factor, um, but it was more so for me. I had a pretty blessed career, man. I didn't, you know. Uh, Never had any major surgeries, no, you know, major broken bones or anything like that. So for me, yeah, so for me, I had got, uh, I sustained a couple, you know, concussions and stuff when I got to the league. And then I, uh, towards the end, I had tore my groin off the bone. I think I had strained my Achilles, you know what I'm saying? And, it was stuff was starting to happen, so I'm like, all right. Uh, uh, before I, I don't want to be one of them guys, you know, trying to hang on and, 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 and you know, can barely walk when he's done playing. Uh, you know, I like to play, play with my son, and you know, have play with my kids when I'm done playing. So you know, it was just a, a life decision I made. You know, with with leaving some some stuff on the table, uh, you know, leaving money on the table. That was about it. You know, so. Everything else, I was cool with sacrificing and letting go for, you know, the betterment of myself. Let Let me ask you guys the uh, CTE protocols. What more you you guys think needs to be done, um, or, or what isn't being done, or um, is this um, I guess the the way of preventing? There's no way to prevent this. I w- I would guess you can only yeah. minimize and recognize the signs earlier and, and develop better protocols. What say you guys to that? Yeah. 
I I would say, man, just to be quite frankly honest, man, just cut the bullshit and you know just be just be frank with it and just like like you just said, man, it's something that now that we're learning about it, it's something that you can't reverse. You know, it's only stuff you can do to slow down the process of it. So with that being said, it's just like, okay, well, well, let's just take care of the guys, you know, how they should be taken care of with everything that's going on in the sport, all the money that's being made and stuff like that versus, you know, guys out here barely, you know, having uh, uh, benefits and stuff like that, man. So it's plenty more they could be doing like what's going on now with all the guys who have, you know, multiple concussions and have the paperwork and have the, you know, documentations of being qualified of, 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 of uh, the benchmark of these rewards, uh, these compensations. Um, and a lot of guys aren't being paid even though they, they're meeting these, you know, qualifications, man. So, you know, if they could just cut the shit with that and, um, you know, take care of the guys right, I think uh, everything else is is – it is what it is. Guys know what the game is. You know, they sign up for, you know, what it is. We know the risk that we take when we sign up for it. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, guys don't want to be shitted on. And, and they, they give their life to the game. So uh, they should definitely, we should definitely be taken care of in the right way. Oh, they yeah. do little stuff, but more can, more, can be, more can be done. Oh, yeah. That was one of my... Um sentiments also i was like look you know this is a contact sport you know and there's absolutely no way that you're going to be able to avoid these shocks to the brain you know um now Mm -hmm. we now understand that it is the plaques that causes the problem but you know it's a it's a it's one of those things do i protect the brain and be weak or do I be strong and the brain suffers and I end up not being able to do the thing that I love? You know what I mean? So, you know, they already, they, they've always, this is the thing, they've always known this, that these, uh, even, and see, that's the reason, see, another thing, people don't understand the reason why they switched from bike to Rodell helmets. That was the first sign. They knew this when they switched from bike helmets to the Rodell, and then they made it sweeping. You know, that's why when we, when we were in the high school, you, you everybody had bike. Bike was the way to be in the 80s and 90s. All of a sudden, this, where did this Rodell helmet come from? They've always right. known and they've always been taking these different approaches to try to mitigate it. They just never thought it would come back the way it did. And understandably, the way it did, when it when it did come back and they put these procedures in place when i was looking at the procedure and i got a couple of homeboys that had, that had to fly back and forth to california you know three or four times to go see these specialists and i'm like bro are they not compensating you for these flights for you know you spending your own money to go out there to see their these doctors to get this paperwork so you can qualify and you know yet and still they they not getting what they deserve to get you know, and it's billions and billions and billions of dollars being made because the NFL is in the private sector. So it hurts me to see how they are actually doing this. When I, when I, you know, I got homeboys, like, I, like we both, we got homeboys that's on canes, 
cats that hate to even get up in the morning. People got double vision. I got a homeboy that I had laser twice. He get his vision fixed, laser, and his and, and his neurons are so damaged that his eyes messed up again. The headaches, the backaches, all these different, and they qualify. And the NFL is like playing politics with with people's lives, man. You know, you know, we wow. know what goes on, we know what it is. But if 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 I pay if I play ten years, and the NFL revenue over ten years is twenty billion dollars with the thirty two teams the profit sharing, that that should not even be a question about how all of the guys should be taken care of, how their medical expenses should be taken care of with dental, because this is neurological. This is central nervous system. And that is a very finicky area in medicine. You know, you invest, right. you know, what what, what, what they had like uh, four or five neuro, neurologic uh, doctors on the, on the staff that they're paying $200,000. But you're not putting money aside to take care of the guys who are suffering these neurological problems on the back end. You know, that that's that's the that's the killing part. Like they not they not doing more, they not doing what they capable of doing for the players. Right. Because when you think about it, man, ain't a lot of players that even that's it's not a lot of players in the scope of things. When you look at the scope of players who have their accrued seasons, and this is another thing people don't understand what accrued seasons is, which is why what Ant did was major. He got his accrued seasons, he had his health intact, and he sat his ass down. A lot of people think that they don't know nothing about. That's that's the that's the part of the game that the regular person don't understand how important that part is. You know, to be able to get the benefit side of it and still walk away from the game. NFL could do it a whole lot more to facilitate that, but I just that profit sharing and being in the private sector, man, that's that I think that's a they they lowballing and sharpballing people and sending people through these paperwork trails that just unbelievable, man. Crazy to me. Um, let me ask I got a question from the comments for both you guys. Have you ever in your career witnessed a person being paralyzed from a hit that could have been avoided or less severe? paralyzed okay so you know the the hidden the hidden buffalo when the wide receiver came down and hit the tight end on the kickoff paralyzed buddy not a head shot shoulder shot to the chest paralyzed buddy on the kickoff return you see what i'm saying like it ain't necessarily got to be the head neck area like the contact you know will will put you out of here I've seen people take helmet to helmet contact and get knocked out, get right up and walk off. Then right. you see people that take a chest shot, get hit, and get carted off. You know what I mean? That's so yes, you know it's 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 brutal because look at understand something, man. 250, 6 4, 4 3, 5 9, 205. Four five. Who you think winning? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to the viewer, yeah, we um is there anything that they can do to change? Yeah. Don't play the game. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't don't play because like that that's that's why we play. Like that's those are the the origins of the game. Like that's why we play. This is this is why they're this is why flag football is so big now. Because a whole lot of people can't take that punishment, can't take that hit. You know what I'm saying? They take a different kind of character to, you know what I'm saying, get back up after time after time and after taking them hits, man, and uh, delivering yeah. them hits, man. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's something you got to want to do and love to do. I, I want to talk everybody. I want to talk about your foundation, but quick question. Um, is the old school way of, of thinking with football, is that dying out? Is the culture getting away from that per se? You know, like, is it getting away from your Chuck Cecil's, your, your Steve Atwater's, guys we all grew up watching? I remember, I still remember still. the hit he put on Christian Okoye. I mean, I, I clean grew up, hit too. Yeah, clean right. Hit. Is is the NFL moving away from that culture? Are are you guys' way of growing up playing the game? Is that being shifted to the to a, a kinder, friendlier version of of the NFL? Man, Absolutely. I'm so glad to be a part part of the last of dying breed, Mac. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, man. Yeah, it, it won't be um. Yeah, man, it's it's like you said, man. It's guys. Um, the 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 things I see DBs do to try to not get fined from hitting a guy, man, and putting themselves in danger in, in, in bad positions, man. It's just it's just not good for us. So I don't like it, man. For for us on our end, because it's just like, damn, what about us? <laughs> it's a lot going on, man. But it's definitely going to be. It's it's more it's, 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 it's year after year slowly and for sure moving away from contact. But the crazy thing is, is, is soccer has you know a higher concussion rate than, than we do. So facts, you know facts. Um, you you know it's talk, people, talk that talk, eh? Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, people. Yes. Yeah, I know a lot of whole lot of people don't know. Um, and that's the thing, you know, it's at the forefront, you know, of our sport, but. You know, soccer has a higher concussion rate than we do because, you know, they're, they're headbutting balls at 60 and 70 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Think, you know what I mean? So uh, people don't know that. And, and you know, it's, it's one factor of our games that that's just a a more major concern. But, you know, there there's another sport out there that, that has, you know, higher percentage rate of concussions than we do. Cool. So, your foundation, was this a, a lifelong dream? What inspired it? And, uh, yeah, please talk Battle about it. Yeah. Battle of the Trenches, it, it was actually uh, inspired by uh, my brother, man, Julius Williams, uh, CEO, the founder. He, he grew up. I live down here in Atlanta, Georgia now, and he's from here. And his area is, is a rough neighborhood, and after he had retired a, a situation had occurred you know down the street in his neighborhood you know where to where uh, a, a few kids had died that he knew you know due to gun violence and all that kind of stuff so he was just like man i'm tired of this stuff and i want to make a difference I want to make a change man i want to i want to you know do my part in it so that's when you know he he sent out a mass group text you know to all the bros who who used to play ball and and uh, who he thought would be interested in making a change and making a movement man and that next day we 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 formed battle of the trenches and and been rocking and putting back in this community ever since man we we started in 2000 and 
when I think 15 and our first after school program was up in Kennesaw. Um, you know, it was two hours. We did uh, the first hour we did character building. And for the second hour we did um, physical activity, which would be football. Uh, it would be three different uh, pro coaches. Uh, we would draft them all. We would, have, we, we would take them through the whole pro, pro uh, concept. Uh, we would draft them. We would, have a con we would have a combine first, then draft them. Then, you know, we would have the season. Then we would have the playoffs. And then we would have a Super Bowl. And uh, the, the Boys and Girls Club we actually partnered up with is the one Julius actually went to when he was growing up. So that was the significance of partnering with that actual Boys and Girls Club in his neighborhood, man. So, yep, we got our own football team now. Um, our first year was last year we formed it. And, you know, we would end up going to the Super Bowl. We lost, but, you know, we're going to come back next year and get that thing. We're going to get that thing. But, uh, you know, our boys working hard, man. They we, we got some great young men and, you know, uh, love mentoring them and being in their life, man. And they help us and we help them grow. And, and, and it's one big family and we just love doing what we're doing. Let me ask you, um, the, the youth that you deal with, um, how many come from let's say non two parent homes. Is that a factor? Are you seeing, um, is it, is it a little bit more difficult for you to deal with those type of children that come up in those certain, those certain households? Is that a part of the service you provide is okay. There's no man in their homes, but they come here. They'll get instructions, um, how to, you know, man stuff. Is, is that part of what you're seeing in, in certain neighborhoods that these kids come from? Yeah, absolutely. But that's, you know, those are, are, the, are the kids we go after and okay. seek. Um, you know, we seek them all, but especially those those kids that we know who, you know, are great kids and it only takes, you know, one bad influence in, in, a, in a bad group to for them to get attached to and start hanging around for them to go down the wrong path, man. So, you know, we try to be in their life and be being as, as encouraging to them as we can and give them as much of our knowledge that we had and gained, um, you know, throughout our experiences in life to, to help them get to the places that they want to go. That's, that's dope. So, um, Five. Five. Did, you, did you ever get any pushback in, in the beginning stages at all from, from whoever, you know, cause we, I hear stories about when men try to start, um, foundations groups, uh, for a specific demographic of children or young adults and sometimes they come across pushback and maybe from their own people have you had those problems at all or pretty much everyone's been all in hands on deck well yeah absolutely man we we've had some pushback um especially up in uh, julius's area where where you would think you know they, they would roll out the red carpet for us trying to you know do some stuff like this but you know there, there there's both energies out there and both powers at work so you know, we just keep it pushing, man. And what's for us is for us. And uh, the universe uh, puts puts the people uh, in our life who needs to be in there and align us with the people we need to be aligned with. So, um, you know, we just do what we do and, and, and doors stay the open for us, man. We meet great people and, and meet, get, get to, you know, uh, bless a lot of great kids and be in their lives. And, you know, it's just one great big circle um, that we get to fulfill and, and everyone enjoys doing it, man. And everyone has a passion to do it. So, you know, we just, we just 
all come together, feed off of each other, and uh, do it for the community, man. That's dope. Uh, I want to ask you guys this. The state of manhood. Uh, in the media, uh, we don't get a fair shake. And uh, <laughs> first, first things first, how much do we add to certain stereotypes, negative tropes? How much of that is our fault? That's the first thing I want to ask you guys. You want, you, want, you want me to go first? Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's the problem, right? You got two gentlemen who've been through the fire for the youth who can give direction to the youth, right? Well, we understand how social programming works. With the way social programming works, they are only going to put forth that which can generate the most revenue. The thing that generates the most revenue is the buffoonery. Not being a gentleman, not being a father. And when you do mess up, have another brother to come and pick you up. See, as, as people that played a team sport, we understand that when you come from a, a you know from a team sport or you come from a place where people is built to uplift and you see different things you know that's not necessarily true but but the way social programming has has put everything you know it has actually you know kind of damaged it so for because you can think for every piece of the buffoonery that they put in the social pro programming there are thousands and thousands of other brothers that are doing things that are, you know, ridiculously important to our community. But, but, but the way they do it, they just don't, they don't put that in front of people as much as they put the bullshit or they, they report the bullshit that's coming from people who don't understand. These are individuals. These are people who have never been in a group or practiced group economics or had to lift somebody up or, you know, had to, take a L for somebody else or take a L as a group and then build a group back up. Like these are people who have never faced these type of adversity. So they're going to always push that in social programming, you know? So the state of manhood is only in a position that it is in to be judged because of the social program, not because of the actual men out here. There are a bunch of menly men out here that's holding it down, but we'll never be in front of the camera. We'll never be put in front of the forefront the way we deserve to be. And if we are, then it has to be to advertise something that's going to generate revenue for somebody outside of black manhood. You see what I'm saying? So I really don't put myself, I try to put myself in a category to even try to judge or look at another brother as whether he's being a man or not. Because if you're being responsible, and you taking your L's and you accepting your losses and you correcting your mistake and building people up. That's mad that you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to reap the rewards, whether it's in private or your circle or whatever. So when they be reporting this, all of this stuff about, you know, men doing all this kind of stuff, bro, I just kind of like don't buy into it because I know there's a million other brothers that's out there doing something that's, beneficial for their children, for their wife, for their mothers, for their community. So, you know, because we've been around, but 
they'll never put us in front because we don't we're not going to generate the type of the negative revenue that they want to generate we'll generate revenue but it won't be the revenue kicking our own brothers and they don't want that type of they don't want that positive revenue they want that negative connotative re revenue uh anthony what you want so what, right. what you got on that they definitely um man max said max said it all man they, they definitely have an agenda going on like you said, there's plenty of good brothers, man, behind closed doors. And not even behind closed doors, man. Just been plenty of good brothers out here in the open, you know what I'm saying, doing great things that, that just, like I said, they don't they just don't want to get that notoriety to because that then strengthens that strengthens our community, man. It strengthens gives us power and, and everything they don't want us to have. Camaraderie like Matt was talking about. All of that good stuff, man. So it's definitely a, an agenda going on to keep us apart and separated from who we, you know, truly are. And, uh, and, and building a family that we truly need to build. Um, so, but, you know, the ones that's out here, we're going to hold it down. And, 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 you know, the 300 always going to stand strong. For sure. For sure. So do we no longer be become preoccupied with the image and we just stay the course and everybody just do what they do in their select communities and we just not yeah. worry about what's promoted in the media okay what the quickest way to get a result from something drown out the noise okay whenever we're getting prepared for a game this is this is what i look at right we we look at the stats. We look at the the the, um, the news, ESPN. We look at the, the 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 articles. We, I don't for some reason, people don't think <laughs> because we play, we ain't looking at what people are saying. We're looking at it as motivation, but on Sunday, there's no more chapter. In order to play the game, you have to drown out the noise and you have to be in the. Now, every part, everybody that I talk to, everybody that I deal with, we deal with the now. Right now. Because if we get stuck in time worrying about how somebody is portraying somebody that's outside of our circle outside of what we stand for that don't have the same principles or any of the same go by the same code that we go by and we we get sidetracked by these things and not drown the noise out then we lose ourselves in the same we lose ourselves too you know like they ain't never gonna try to save everybody you either gonna get on the ship or you're not so when the ship sell away and you realize that you've been left behind, it ain't their fault. See, so if we keep moving in manhood and brotherhood and keep pushing our communities and enhancing whatever pocket of children that we can enhance, those that get left behind, we can't worry about them. Maybe they'll get on the next ship. Maybe they'll jump on. Maybe they'll catch and start something that's positive like we're doing. But we, we got to just take what we have, drown the noise out, and continue to build good men. Turn our boys to men, those who want to be a part. 
if, and, and see, this is the thing. We're not pushing this on nobody. This is free will. You come, we are an example of what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be a gentleman. You're supposed to strive to be better than yesterday. You're supposed to try to take care of your, you know, you're supposed to take care of your family. You're supposed to do these. These are things that you're supposed to do. And we have to be that example, you know, because, you know, especially children, they watch you. They watch you. They don't care about what you say. <laughs> your children will call you out in a minute. Like, they watch you. So we just got to continue to be examples and those who catch it, catch it. And those who don't, we don't. We just got to stay the course. We got to block out the noise and stay the course. Anthony, what say you, sir? I, I agree, man. I think that the ones that are out here, the, one, the men that are out here, who are men, men, you know, and, and still standing on the old principles, man, we just got to keep doing what we're doing, man, and, and, and keep building those strong leaders. And eventually, man, uh, What's, what's being pushed or be pushed out the window. You know, That's right. As long as we stay strong and keep doing what we're doing, man. So, you know, like you said, it's just a lot of, a lot of smoke going on right now to try to <laughs> break down who we are and, 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 you know, our capabilities and things of that nature. But, you know, we just got to keep doing what we're doing and not get tired, man, and keep pushing and right. know this is our battle, you know, to, to keep fighting. And uh, we'll be blessed in the end for it. By saying, by saying that the, the, the future generation grow, grow and be strong and be leaders. Cool, cool, cool. Let me take a quick uh, pause break for station identification. You're listening to the Morning Star Show with your host, SuperSly75. Check him out at SuperSly75.com. Our form runner, uh, he's our co-host and our wonderful guest, Anthony Smith. Um Please listen. You can listen to this on thewakeupradio.com. You don't have to be on this thing, but it's okay. And you can sign up for OTWTUBE.com because when they delete you, you'll need somewhere to go. Just come on over to the dark side. We have our own service. We we don't uh, answer to none. Okay. All right. Thank you and have a great show. Enjoy. Th thanks for that long ass station identification, sis. <laughs> Okay, I want to ask you guys this. Um, as far as I want to break this up in two topics, the health and then the wellness. The health part, while you guys were in the league and once you come out of the league, how much did you realize they didn't do enough or they just patched you up enough to send you back out onto the field? Was that the case for you guys or that's something you discovered after your playing days are over? I'm going to let Ant go first uh, because Ant you know, he got more time than me. So he was around more of those doctors than I was. The the, the the elite doctors. I had the second tier doctors because I was in Canada and arena ball for most of my time. So I'm going to let Ant go about the league doctors because I got my own opinion about them. Yeah, it, um, man. It's, 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 uh... <laughs> They they take they take care they take care of they take care of the players, but you know, the higher you know, obviously the higher your value they see you as, you know, the more attention you'll get. So and that's and that's just what it is. Uh they they uh go to 
I, I don't think every guy has the same access and treatment, so to speak. Yeah, um, I, I don't think they, they're going to go to the level of a guy on a practice squad as they would one of their star players or, guy, or a guy who really contributes to the team. And that's just what it is. That's, so, that's just my opinion. Um, they're always going to do what's in the best interest of the team. So okay. that's why it's important, you know, for you, for you to go get a second opinion. Okay, so I'm I'm the dummy here. I, I get practice squad, but the 52-man roster, everybody doesn't have the same access to the same doctors, correct? You got the same, no, you no, got the we, same we, access to facility doctors, but you don't have the same access to... Everybody don't got the same access. Okay, so Tom Brady gets a different doctor than, let's say... Yeah. He will get okay. Let's let me just say it like this. He will get suggestions okay. that I won't get. Right. And then and then based on your you know your financial situation, some doctors you just you know may not be can't afford. Right. And, and like and like Max said in other instances, it's just gonna be certain guys. It's gonna you just gonna get certain references. Okay, once again, I'm 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 the dummy here. So, is there a certain insurance cap as an active player that that you're allotted? And if whatever treatment you need or surgery, if it exceeds that, then it's the rest is out of pocket. Or how does that work? Um, it don't work are... like that. You you insured. <laughs> okay. On the team, just like just like my insurance, right? I'm in the union, and I'm insured. At the railroad, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm injured on the yard, I ain't no damn cow. It's my copay and whatever right. it takes to put me back together to do my duty. Gotcha. It's the same thing across the board. Okay. But, but, but we'll look at some other players who happen to go to Germany to be back the same season. Well, that might have been old five or six, but we understand who these players are. Yeah, these players went to do. These players got recommendations from within the circle to go see people to put them back together better than what I would have gotten put back together. Okay, just on my insurance. Gotcha. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus, and and like and said. They are the top 1% of the salary cap. You the bottom 1% of the salary cap. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. they, they protect their assets and their investments. You know, everybody's an investment. So, so uh, and your experience during your injuries, were you satisfied or did you say, sit back and be like, you know what? I know what it is, but I'll, I'll take what, you know, I'll just let me go ahead and get patched up and, and so I can be, I can be ready for next season. Yeah. Uh, man, no, nah, I was, I was, I was pretty blessed. One, I know my own body. That's, that's one thing athletes got to learn, man. You, it's important yes, to know your, know your body, man. Cause can't nobody yes, tell sir. you how you feel at the end of the day. I don't give a damn how many damn degrees you got. You ain't finna tell me that my leg ain't hurting if I'm telling you my damn leg <laughs> <laughs> And that's, you know what I mean? That's just what it is. So, you know, just 
overstanding and, and, and learning your body, man, is is, is a vital, vital, vital importance of. And I was pretty, I was, I was satisfied because I was on the, you know, I was on the upper half, you know, of, of the yeah. situation. So, uh, you know, being a being a high drafted guy and, and being a productive guy, I was able to, you know, when I when I needed stuff you know, i can go in there and get whatever the hell i needed you know everybody like 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 just said you, certain guys you can't go in there and get whatever you want you, you don't have that access so plus he went to the roonies man that's another thing he went to the room <laughs> let me let me ask um you guys this and then uh we'll get to the wellness part of it um the mental health aspect not so much the cte aspect but just the mental health aspect of the game that you guys have played how integral is that is the um protocols for that lacking and then how much let's say mental health therapy would be needed for the average player once they leave the game because I'm, I'm referencing the ab even though i don't know ab's situation outside looking in okay everyone's like okay he needs help and if it's not that is not if it's that's not the case then you know, how do you prevent, you know, situations where a player may go, go off the rails once once he hang up the cleats? Or is that an issue? Yeah, man, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, just for me, I know what what's a factor that people may not know because I know a lot of guys deal with it. And, and, and I didn't necessarily have to deal with this part of it, but... Well, I did, but at the end, but I really didn't have to deal with it like these guys did. But like college guys, the trauma, man, of you doing something your whole life and pretty much putting because to make it to that to make it to that level, man, to the NBA, the MLB, NFL, man, to be honest, bro, ain't no playing B's. You know what I mean? It's playing A and only playing A. You know what I mean? Like I, I all this other stuff is. I'm getting it and it's in the background, but there's no, I'm not focusing on setting up my career already when I'm focusing on trying to get here. That's, you going to be at plan B real quick when you focus like that. You know what I mean? For me, man, um, the, the experiences, man, that I've learned in the game, when guys get cut, like that's something we don't, we don't really talk about, you know what I'm saying? The guys going to that shell, you don't know how to deal with, you know what I'm saying, being a star player your whole life, and then at some point people just tell you, oh, you can't play no more. You know what I mean? That, like, that's trauma that a lot of people don't know how to deal with, don't know how to, don't get the advice on, uh, don't know where to go to get the least, you know what I mean, to the, the right answer. So that's why we... We developed the Battle of the Trenches because we wanted to be that bridge to help guys transition. You know what I'm saying? All of us are, are former players or, or, or D1 guys who, who played high collegiate, you know, ball and, and went on to play in the pros. But uh, that transitioning factor, man, is, is big, man. And a lot of guys go, you know, north or south in that transition, man. So to be able to help guys out, um, you know, just give them some advice, man, to help them through that trauma, man, because it is trauma, man. It, it's, it's real trauma, man, like, to, to not be able to do what you put all of your love and your passion into, and this, you really want to wake up and do this, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and you're not able to do that, man. That's, that's, 
that's tragic, man. That's like one one to marry a woman and, 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 and you get to the altar, you know, and then I, nah, they turn around. I don't want to get married no more. You know what I'm saying? That like that's trauma that to where you you might want to never get married again. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know that that's definitely something that um, that needs to be you know spoke on more as we seen it. You know, a lot of the uh, Olympic athletes you know taking their time off and doing this man. It's a lot of drama and and, 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 and trauma and mental mental health issues and situations, man, that we deal with and still have to carry for you on to be professional about, you know, and, and go with, through whatever we're going through at the same time with humans. And I'm glad it's, it's a bigger topic now. You know what I mean? It's going to become an even bigger topic because, you know, guys are, and people are speaking on it and it needs to be because it's, it, it's definitely uh, uh, a health concern and health issue behind it. So it definitely needs to be one of the topics at the top of the list of athletes at, at every level. Mac, what say you? You know, in high school, you got two hours, three hours of practice your craft. You go and visit Big Mom and them in the summer. In college, you got class in your craft about four years. In the pros, your craft is your life. And that transition is hard for a lot of people if you don't have, you can't have one foot in and one foot out. Like he said, you can't have no plan B, bro. Your craft is your craft. You mastering your craft. Everything that you do in high school, I ran track, we played baseball played basketball we did all these other things because it gave us a certain skill set for our craft baseball hand-eye coordination basketball vertical explosion track speed and agility everything that we do outside of our craft prepared us for our craft there's no plan b so whenever you one foot in one foot out and <laughs> you get to a position where your craft becomes your life and you've invested all of this time 20 years 22 years 30 years never being the guy that was below the guy and to sit across from somebody who don't know you who probably ain't never played a down judge you and say we thank you for your time and you have to say, okay, thank you for the opportunity. You know how hard it is politically to say thank you for the opportunity when you know, you've seen, you felt that you were the best man for the job and you have to humble yourself and say, Thank you for opportunity to somebody who has never done what you've done. That part is trauma. Because I can take somebody telling me that, okay, we don't need you, who has been in a position greater than me. My 
coach in high school. He was a champion. He won. He coached me. He built me. My coaches in college, they won. They coached me. They built me. My coaches in pros won, played. The people that make the decisions never played. Some of the scouts never got past college. Went to college, played in college, never went past college. But they're telling me, they're telling people who are making the decision, who's never done what I've done, thank you for your time, but we're going to have to let you go. And you have to humble yourself to a person who's never achieved half of what you did and say, thank you for the opportunity. And you don't think that's a trauma. That's hard, bro. The people who take it the hardest are the people who don't know how to lose. The people, these guys, this is this is why mental health is becoming a tremendous problem. People are stacking schools. Marta Dye, you know, IMG, Hoover, Evangel Christian, all these different private schools. You got children who don't know how to lose. They playing peewee league ball with the best of the best in their city. They, these, these parents are driving their children an hour away to be on the best teams. You got these children that's coming up that don't know how to lose. See, we got what we got. You in the district you in. You and your homeboys got to play out in y'all community and get good and get on the same page, go to school and be the best. That's how we won. That's, that's where I come from. We won state because we didn't have to think about each other. We practiced together. We lived together. We hustled together. We was in the trenches together. Now you got children that, and, and this is the thing, we lost together. We lost. We learned how to lose. We learned. We lost the big dance. So we learned how to lose. So we understood what rejection was. It made us work harder. It made us work harder. So now when you run into, you got now, in today's time, you got a lot of people who don't know how to lose, who's never come from a losing situation, and they get to this position, and they're sitting across from a GM who they feel is half the man they are. Tell them, we'll holler at you. Now, I get it, because I was distraught. I was like, what? Man, y'all see my numbers? Did y'all see my, I'm, did you, do you see my numbers? Do y'all see what I'm doing to these boys in practice? Do you see what's going on here with the few reps that I get? But there's another tier of it. There's a, a whole nother tier. See what I'm saying? There's a whole nother tier. There's the, 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 the financials, the investments, the return on investments. You know, you can't be a third round draft pick. You can't, you can't get drafted in the third round and get sent home. A free agent can get sent home. Third rounder can't get sent home. He got to return his investment. See what I'm saying? So, and 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 this is another thing people don't, a lot of people don't understand. A, pe a person, I, it, it kills me when a person say, oh, they shouldn't have drafted him in the first round. Let me tell y'all something. The first three rounds, is a flip cuz the first three rounds 
the difference in athletes is like this. I'm telling you, people, people, they they argue me down all the time. I done worked out tons of first rounders. I done worked out tons of fifth rounders. I done worked out free agents. And my biggest thing is the first, I'll say the first four rounds. You got some fourth round guys who are freaks of nature. The first three or four rounds, bro, the margin is just about need and name. School, maybe, prestige. Guy went to Alabama. This guy went to Kentucky. Pre prestige, Alabama, coaching, good old boy system, all those things play a part. Like, if you went to Alabama, they draft you in the fourth round, right? You went to Alabama, you was like a, a, a backup guy. They're not going to cut you. They're going to they're gonna be hesitant to cut you if they drafted a guy from Florida International in the fourth round. but they And they drafted a guy from Alabama in the fourth round. That Florida International guy would be susceptible to be cut based on if he fits. He can even fit the bill a little bit better than the guy from Alabama. It's the politic part of it and all other brothers. Like, people don't understand all of the mental games. They, they play so many mental games. That's why AB started going crazy. They was playing so many mental games. And, you know, when you ain't, you're already like Dade County, bro. You, you know what I mean? You like, these people, you, but, you know, most of us, we humble ourselves. You know what I mean? Most of us, we thank you for the opportunity. We understand it's your platform. You're going to do what you do. We're going to talk to our agent, try to get somewhere else. But some of these guys, they, they, that trauma, man, they can't, they can't stomach and they can't hold it in. Like you said, Max, especially when it comes from a guy who ain't, man, a lot of these cats in these high positions, they never played the game. They have never hit nobody. They have never caught a ball and got smacked in the face. They have never ran nobody over. Got, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these people have never been out there in the battlefield. But yet, you know what I'm saying? Make all these high decisions. Decisions. Like Matt said, man, hey, man, do you see the stats? Like what is like what is y'all looking at? But you know what I'm saying? It's deeper than that though. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can have all the stats in the world, but if you don't fit the mold of a team, you just don't fit the mold. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes it ain't always about talent. It's it's a numbers game too. You may be in a position where, like as DBs, usually they carry DBs. And the DBs got the most on the team. It's DBs and receivers they carry the most. Um, so if another position go down, I mean, guess who's probably gonna be one of the first positions to get left on? One of those guys. You know what I'm saying? In a wide receiver or a DB room. Right, so it ain't necessarily it ain't had to do with your skill or nothing like that. It just we had to make a move to make another move, and sometimes you're on the sacrificial end of that. Let me <laughs> ask you guys this: How long are they gonna let Deion Sanders disrupt the system with, with what, what he's doing down at Jackson State? How much of a problem is he becoming uh, for the big dogs, or do you see that him being he's a, problem? Not a problem? He's not a problem. He's not a problem. I'm down there. Okay. He's not a problem. I talked to some people in the league and I talked to some people in big schools, talked to some scouts. He's not a problem. Too many. He's a problem to the mid-tier schools. He's not a problem to the big boys. He's not a problem to none of the D1A, big five, big 
even the the, the the Big Ten conferences. You look at all the big big boy conferences, ACC, SEC, you know, all of the. He's not a problem because it's way, way. That's not people. People live in the box. It is so many athletes, bro. He is shining a light on something that has been shunned on for a while. Now, when I was at Jackson State, people understand. Corey Bradford got drafted to the Green Bay Packers out of Jackson State. Cat got drafted to the Kansas City Chiefs out of Jackson State. You know, Picasso is so many people that went to the league out of Jackson State in the 90s. You know, Steve McNair, people forget about Fred McNair. Kobe Jenkins went to the league. There's a lot of people that come out the swag that was going to the league, but it was it wasn't publicized. It was like a lot of guys, MIAC guys, you know, they go there. So Dion is just bringing, he's shedding a light on a sector. He ain't affecting Alabama at all. He ain't affecting Florida at all. He ain't affecting LSU at all. He ain't affecting Ole Miss, Mississippi State, none of the people in the area that he's in. But you know who he will affect? Southern Miss, UAB. Southeast Louisiana, the smaller schools. He's not going to affect none of the big boys. It's too many athletes. Too many. Yeah, yeah. Like like Max said, even even you know schools like Alabama, they don't get all the number ones, quote unquote number one top rated athletes in the in the, in the nation. You know what I mean? So it like it, it, it's too many, man. It's too many, and too many. it'll take <laughs> too many and for the. And for the problem that he would become to the situation I just spoke on, like Prime getting all the number one picks, it would take it would take uh, it would take too long, I think, for that to happen. Yeah, to, to, yeah, years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we would we wouldn't see that that change to where it just like all of that stuff was already set, man. Them billion dollar uh, uh, facilities and stuff like that, man. And even at Jackson State. They only had so many scholarships, you know what I'm saying? So all the other schools, even if he was to get the the top, you know what I mean, uh, the top 20 recruits every year, even if he was to get that, there's the overflow of uh, uh, athletes out here, like Max said, man, it's just the way the kids are training now. The athletes are just different now, man. It's just, it's just too many of them, man. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he he's not... He's not. He's not a problem, man. Like he just said, he's just shining a light on what what, what was shining upon, you know, uh, um, all of these guys going to the uh, HBCUs to uh, lower their chances of getting to the league. But if you don't have that knowledge, like like Max just spit out of all those guys who did go from HBCU, then you know that that's that's definitely going to deter you outside of the big facility difference. <laughs> Which most of us chose to go to the other universities for. Yeah, I mean, that was the, that was the main reason, honestly. Well, the old HBCUs had the same facilities that these other schools had. You know, the uh, I, I, I definitely think it would be a they they would they would definitely get the second tier of the top right. guys versus the first. All the HBCUs would have all the top first top tier guys to the top guys. They, they, would, get, they would get the overflow. The, the NCAA uh, and all the other big, uh, not the NCAA, but the, uh, all the other uh, conferences would get 
you know, the overflow of the athletes. That's that's what would happen. So let me ask you guys this: Should uh, more former uh, players, brothers, that in the NFL, should they follow Dion's lead and take positions at HBCUs? Um, and, and like say like Brian Flores, where he's going through with his class action or his lawsuit against the NFL. Should he just say, you know what, let me take my ball, go home, let me go get a position at one of these HBCUs and get my coach on that way. Is that an, a viable option for, you know, former players that want to become coaches, that want to be uh, D, uh, DCs and, and, and off, OCs, and they're, and they're not getting a head coach position? Should they just take their talents to HBCUs and, and do it that way? It, they they can, you know, that's, they can, but, you know, ultimately, man, when we, when we talk about the big difference, man, the difference in the two, the bottom line, it's finances, man. Like at the bigger university, come on, man. Like, look, look, look what Saban and these dudes is getting. You know what I mean? They getting bigger damn contracts than NFL coaches. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they at college university versus you know, uh, what what the guys are going to get at the other university. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, Dion get paid. You know what I'm saying? Pretty decent. They they have some, but you gotta. They have to come up with the finances, man, in order to to do that. You know what I mean? You. You you paying this coach 1.2 million and that 1.2 should be going into your facilities. You know what I mean? So it's things like that that that's why the uh, it's lopsided how it is, man. But once we get these finances straight, man, and get some more financial power behind our HBCU institutions, which we can create through the 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 NBC contracts and the ABC contracts, right. you know, all these TV contracts. TV um, deals. But, but how do you do that? What by what Dion is doing, you know, drawing those guys and getting those guys over there. But that's gonna take, you know, time and process. But it's happening though. Start crying. Yeah, that's necessary. That's necessary. What be doing? That's necessary. But is he? Will he start the trend though? Nah, he just have to shine the light. Right. Yeah, he just, he just shining the light like Max said, because you, you got to look at the forefathers, man. You know, all the OGs before Max, that, I mean, before uh, Prime, that just ain't get the recognition, man. But it's all kind of, you know, winning college, HBCU coaches that got all kind of crazy records that guys just don't know about because they just don't get the notoriety. But, you know, there's plenty of, uh, we've been here, we've been doing it. You know what I'm saying? HBCUs have been around. He just, he just shining the light. He has enough power and a big enough force to shine a light on it to, to, to make people listen. And, you know, she, that, that's what he understands that and knows that. And that's what he's doing and, and taking a position in. And that's why everybody is getting behind him. You know I mean? Yeah, I remember so, uh, Doug Williams. Doug, he, he won, and it was like a minor blip in the, in the news. And I was like, wow, that, that's, that's, that's pretty bad. Um, final topic, the wellness part of it, of, of everything. The wellness that you've learned outside of your playing days, how much could it have, uh, I guess, furthered you guys' careers, kept you a little bit more healthy in different ways, or you, you, you said, you know what, it's best that I learn this outside of the league now that I'm, I'm no longer banging my body uh, like that? For me, um, my foundation was crazy because I was a nutrition guy going into college, so I was my um my original major was kinesiology right but but i transferred they didn't have a kinesiology um department in at central arkansas so i went on i went into communications but 
on the communication on the liberal art side of it on the art side of it they had nutrition so i was like all right cool being that i can't learn the mechanics i already understand how the body works and i understand how to build muscle nutrition i mean uh the the mechanisms let me figure out how this this damn diet work because <laughs> if i can get this diet together then i have both sections of it. i have both parts of it so for me i already had a, a a brief understanding on how to make the food work for me because after 95 i never sustained another injury in my entire life after that and it was solely because of the how i concentrated my nutrition into healing and another thing and this is right here why i used to get mad at y'all so much for boy and boy y'all didn't take no damn time off bro at the 05 everybody that came in at the 05 boy y'all boy was working out so damn much man i used to just it used to just rag my brain how y'all take like a couple weeks off and y'all would be back at it like like the rest the, the understanding how important rest was and how hard it was to get the new guys bro they just take they they, they super bowl pro bowl they go on a vacation <laughs> but you know for me i think right. the nutrition side of it you know being smart about resting taking months off at a time and coming back slowly building back slowly that right there i think is was the was the biggest part for me just understanding how nutrition played a role in healing healing the muscle taking care of the joints tendons and ligaments and figuring out the importance of rest you know just taking time off and manage, managing your weight don't get too big while you rest you know but you know that that part was a huge thing for me like, like, like they say, man, health is wealth, man. Health is wealth. You cannot, you know, help, it, it, it ain't the bag, man. You cannot make plays in the cold tub. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> de de definitely, man, you know, being healthy was, was, was big. And like you said, Mac, like we said, talking about earlier, man, just learning your body, man. So, you know, even when, okay, hold on. Something ain't feeling right. Let me let me let me pay a little bit more attention to see what's going on. Let me you know uh, yeah. uh, make some adjustments or do whatever I need to do to uh, figure out this situation we got going on. But, but, yeah. but if you just are in robot mode and, and and just listening to you know your strip coach and not listening to your body, man, that's when you get injured a lot because you just pushing yeah. through and you just pushing through and you ain't listening. Versus like like I said, you ain't taking that time off. But like, hold on, man. Man, my body said I ain't ready yet, man. No yeah. You know, uh, uh, normally y'all say this injury, uh, the repair week, just as this such and such time, but man, my body said it ain't time yet. So, yeah. you know, like you said, overstanding, man, your body is the most essential thing that you can have because it's going to be the longevity to your career. Um, How much difference is it when you decide to take on your personal wellness when you're playing because I, I, I don't want to keep using Tom Brady but when he brought in his own personal guy and his own personal guy was like no nah, don't do what the, the team doctors tell you do what I tell you and there's this there's there's this friction between the team and his personal his personal physician um is is it not cohesive the health and wellness with the league mm -mm. okay could you guys speak, mm -mm. could you speak to that 
You're an asset. You have a contracted agreement as an asset. And you have options, okay? So you got off-season options. Like, you get paid to come in in the off-season to do certain things. Some people, they they just take the L. They just take the fines, you know. With Tom Brady, one of those guys where, you know, that little $20,000 per workout ain't going to bother me. I'm going to go and do my own thing with my own people, you know. And <clears throat> you get an, um, an external third party. That's another thing. Like, you hear people talk about, double-blind, placebo-controlled studies, right? Mm. Where, you know, that's what they consider an honest study. Well, you know, this third-party guy is looking at it from an, a perspective of your well-being and your health and wellness. He's not looking at it from the perspective of the team. The team doctors and strength conditioning crew is looking at it from the position of the team. Like, we got to have Mac healthy. Uh, he got to be able to pass. He got to be able to, you know, perform and do these things. And it's y'all duty to report. These reports, man. They, like, that's, people don't talk about the reports, man. These reports, you know, and Tom Brady just happened to just, you know, he was so matter of fact, be like, I'm not doing that. Other people just be like, how they 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 stuff over here and then they kind of just do what they require in the facility because it's you know it's rehab but tom brady was just kind of like matter of factly man my people told me we're not doing that my people looking out for me and that's why it was a big rift most people just you know they have their people and they do their thing on they on their end on on their time tom brady was taking team time and was like i'm not coming in no otas i'm not coming in none of the mandatory workouts y'all gonna find me we're gonna do my thing over here and this is the best thing for me and it worked out of course because he ended up playing a little while longer and he's still upright you know but team they you they invest that money in you bro <laughs> they need to know what's going on uh anthony what issues did you have with um when it comes to what, how your body felt versus what the team doctors were trying to get accomplished and to get you back on the field. Mm -hmm. uh, like, like Matt said, man, that's all relevant to the situation and, and what the team got going on. If you're a guy who can help the team and it's beneficial and, and, and we need you for this game or, or this time, they're gonna be like, all right, yeah, he can, he can, he's really only, he's really only 50%, but if we do this, we can get him up to about 75, 80 for the game. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's things like that, um, that go on within, within the game, um, decisions <laughs> guys make, you know, along with them, man, so. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all relevant, man, to what's going on. If it's, if it's early in the season and it's injury to where it's like, okay, uh, this is one of our stars. It's early in the season. We don't really need you. We can kind of sit you down for a little bit. But if it's the end of the season, it's, it's crunch time. We need these last three games to, to get in the playoff run. You know what I mean? Everybody do, is doing what they got to do to help get, you know what I'm saying, to the playoff. Was there ever a time that they kind of – coerced you back onto the field before you were ready is that an issue is that a, is, that's a, that's part of the game per se 
Especially yeah. if you're a productive player, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's not something to where you're all the way sat down. You know what right. I mean? Every coach wants you on back on the field as fast as they can possibly get you on there. You know what I mean? Um, Tape that angle up. It's just a sprain. Tape it up. Tape that <laughs> right, up. Right, exactly, man. Straight up. And that's how, and that's, and that's the area we grew up there, man. It's just like, man, be tough, suck that shit up and go back on it. But at the end of the day, man, that was, that was, uh, harmful way to be and think because now when you're really injured and, and people don't know the game it's just like all right like you said baby go go back to the situation if if we trying to get in the playoffs and, and you're a practice you're a practice squad player or or a guy kind of on the end of that the, the, the roster and we need to make some moves to get some other guys in here there's situations that if you're hurt and and you don't know the policy of all they got to do is get you on film and they can cut you, you know what I mean? You gonna yeah. you gonna go out there? They gonna be like, hey, you know, come try, come try to uh, come work out. Let's see how you looking. And then while you working <laughs> out, you go on that field, you try to do something. It's taped. It's being filmed. It's being watched. So now they got you on tape moving around being exercised and making an issue and stuff like that. So it's just like, you know, things like that that people don't don't know and a lot of those factors. Yeah. People, uh, you know, cut off the team, man. But if, if you know that, then, you know, you, you wouldn't put yourself out there like that in harm's way. But a lot of guys don't know, you know, and they just are, are wholeheartedly, you know, just wanting to be out there for their team. You know what I mean? They're trying to do the right things and, and rush themselves back out there and end up getting you know, hurting even more and possibly ending their career, you know. So yeah. uh, taking that time off, like I said, it's definitely, man, it, it, it's important, man, to give your body that rest so you can heal, man. We, we, we aren't machines. You know, we would like to think we would. Some of us like to think we are, but, you know, even though with that mindset, you know, with the Terminator, with the Terminator mindset that I know some of us have, you know, we still have to, you know, respect and listen to our bodies. We, we, you know, at the end of the day, that is your machine. That's your spaceship. That's 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 your ship that your 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 soul travels in. So at the end of the day, it is your machine. And if you don't take care of it, it will break down and shut down. Anthony, um, before I let you go, I want to two more questions. Um, first question is: Does the NFL provide long-term resources for ex-players, or what are those long-term resources, if any, after when once you hang up the cleats? Yeah, there, there's um. There's some resources set in place the, uh, through, through the NFLPA, the Players Association, and uh, the uh, NFL alumni. Uh, we have benefits. We do have certain benefits and stuff that we do get. But like I said, there's more that can be done in that area. Um, but there are certain things set in place. They do have, um, you know, work symposiums uh, that they do. Business symposiums, all kind of stuff that's set up that you just have to uh, engage in. But you know, a lot of times, a lot of guys are going through a lot of things, and a lot of that information and stuff is sent through, you know, email and, and, and through letters and stuff through the mail. So you know, based on what your situation is, you, you know, you may not phone might be cut off. You, you might miss an email. You might, you know, be going through a situation where you're switching. Uh, residents, you know what I mean, and you don't get your mail, so it, it, it's, it's something that you have to be engaged in uh, to really know 
what all of your benefits are. Um, but if you're not engaged, there's not you're like, hey, you know you get all these benefits, right? You need to take advantage of this. You know, uh, <laughs> you would just be, you know, a guy on the list with benefits who, who don't know necessarily what all you have. And that's what guys like young guys like myself try to step in, man, and, and try to encourage guys to, to be active and, and get active within the players' association because there's just some guys who are going to do more. There's some guys who are going to read more information than other guys. And they're just, you know, going to know more. Uh, so, you know, for those guys to be, you know, leaders and, and, and to be able to transfer information to help other guys out, man, is kind of the role uh, that some of us take. And I try to take that role, man, just, just being informed, man. Because there's a lot of us out here, uh, especially in Georgia, we have one of the biggest chapters. But, you know, there's a lot of guys who, uh, don't know about a lot of the things that are going on cool uh, max same thing for you as well with with the resources uh being available to x players oh yeah it's, yeah so you get a now you get a packet a lot of people they change residence and they packets go to their mama house and they go to their ex-wife house and you know you don't get them and you don't know until you you know like you find out stuff like, you know, Tequila Spice used to host this party, you know, and people go to the party and you be talking about stuff and you're like, what? You know, so, you know, you, you it's just, it, and that's, that's across the board in everything. Everybody got benefits. Some pack, some things are better than others. You know, of course, nobody's packages like the NFL alumni, NFL players, PA. That's one of the best private sector packages that, on in the United States, you know, so, but everybody gets, you know, everybody has their own, you know, packages and, and different tiers like that. I, but for me, I think that, you know, the only other benefits package that I can see in the private sector that is, you know, it's not even close, but close to the NFL is the Teamsters. Everybody else, it's not even close because the the revenue is just the amount that they can offer is different gotcha. you know it's the, the money involved of course but yeah and, uh, you know everybody has you know extended those things it's just when you when you do those those job symposiums when you're trying to do a transition and you know you're in a union and you want to go into something that's similar that's the reason that's the reason why i got in with the railroad because i wanted to be represented same way you know what i mean to understand because that private sector man you just they can't touch your money man right. like your money is secure you know what i mean your benefits are secure but of course there's a red tape in the paperwork that everybody has to go through so. and you just got to be informed like you said you got to be informed you ain't getting them emails you ain't getting them letters you ain't getting them mails and getting them packages it's coming to your house they're keeping you informed you just be lost man um anthony can uh before i let you go um music is your passion if i if i if i'm not mistaken could you speak to that please yeah man i i, I do some music man as as we all uh grow up with it man i think we all have in some form or fashion we take to music whether it be instruments singing you know what i'm saying we all you know what I mean? take to music in, in some form man and uh it's always been a, a passion of mine man and I've been, uh, you know, doing this since uh, professionally, really, since 
after I retired, but um, you know, we always back though. Uh, back in college, man, we got Freestyle Friday, you know, where you know what I'm saying, back all the way back to high school, we we, we do that stuff, man. So, um, you know, it goes back to that rappers want to be happy, athletes want to be rapping, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's always, yeah, yeah, it's always a passion, man. And, and I've been honing my craft in that area, man. And, uh, you know, just working on it, man. And, and I'm going to be dropping some stuff, man, real soon, man. It's been, it, it, it's been a process, man. And, I've been having a lot of patience with it. And I tell people all the time, and I got, it took me 22 years, man, to win a championship. It's something that I really wanted to do and be passionate about, man. So I have 22 years worth of, uh, of patience in anything that I do, man. So I love to, I love the growth process, man. And Mac, uh, and yourself, man, we, we come from that generation to where we know and grew up on going through the steps, man. This generation now, everybody just want to go from one to ten. It's just like, bro, when you get ten, like, what you going to do? You just going to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus, you know, somebody who, who took the steps to learn one through nine, uh, you know, they go, uh, it's, it's a little scene in the X-Men movie, man, to where uh, it, it's the fire dude and the ice dude. And uh, the fire guy, he, he leaves uh, the X-Men, uh, Professor X's mansion, right? And he goes with Magneto. And then they end up meeting later on in a movie, and they have a fight in the street. And not a matter of fact, not even in the street, they have, it's when they both come together, and they have the big, big fight between uh, the two sides. And in this particular scene, the fire dude, he was talking and talking and talking and talking, and he was he was a, he was applying it to his mega move that he had, and then the ice dude was like, "Nah, bro, you should have stayed in school." Yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, he hit with his special move. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and killed him, man. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, though, though it's, it's just things like that, man. That 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 push people and and, and, and drive people, and you know myself just that experience man of learning and knowledge and sharpening my skills and honing my skills man i take pride in that man i love going through the process man of, of building and growing man so i'm to the point now man to where you know I, I i got i got my style man i got my own you know how i do my thing and i can actually do it and rap man to sound good and i can compete man you know you you, you gonna hear it all right i'll be ready for it you're in a perfect spot for it um final question for you guys uh it seems to me that the the bond of the brotherhood of of football is tighter than any other professional sports league that i've come across why is that or am i wrong oh you know i I speak on the real quick uh (laughs) matt one 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 because it's it's a gladiator sport like you you're not you're not really risking your life in any other sport like you are football. Right. I done played them all, man. Like, you're not, when you go to war in football, like, it's a different, like, you really going to war, dog. It's like, this could, this could really be my last play. You know what I'm saying? Messing around out here in this game. So, yeah. you know, guys don't take that for granted, man. And, and, and we and we understand that about the game, man. And, and, you know, that's why we have so much love for yeah. each other because it's like, bro, I know what you go through to do this. 
roll with you, you know what I'm saying? We both go through it. And, and, ain't, and it's a respect thing at the end of the day because it takes a certain type of character, man, to be able to push through and go through all that mental, mental and physical abuse and, 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 and all of that, that passion and, and knowledge you, you gonna gain and information, man. It, it just takes a lot to bear it all, man. So it definitely takes a special kind of warrior, man, to play that game. And, and it's the ultimate selfless game, man. And, and, and that's why it's the world's best game because there's no other sport to where you have to deal with so many different personalities and still be successful all at the same time. That's why. It, that, that factor right there alone is why it's the greatest sport in the world because so many people have to be on one accord, man. It's like an orchestra. You know what I mean? If one person is all, that thing going to sound kind of funky. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So, and, and, that's what, and that's what football is, man. It's one band, one sound, one army, man. And, and that's what makes the grand game so great. And that's why guys love it. Yep. Yep. People love it. Well, um, I, I want to thank you, brothers, both uh, for, for giving us e, your time and energy, insight, wisdom, knowledge. Um, I'm always humble when I learn something new. I did not know that about soccer, though. I, I dead ass didn't know about the concussions with soccer. I mean, I'm like, yeah, they hit the ball with the head. It never dawned on me. So, <laughs> you know, so um, um, Mac, my brother, as always, thank you. But uh, Mr. S Anthony Smith, um, any last words for the people? Shout yourself out. Where can they find you? I've been spamming your links all through the chat all night long. Yes, sir, man. Uh, Y'all can find, find us at battleofthetrenches.com. That's our nonprofit, man, the where we get back to the youth and uh, do our character building, man, and build up these great men to come out here and serve in the community, man, like, like, like we did and have done and are doing. And uh, you can also find the merch, as y'all can see. I got it on right now, man. But, at man hoodie and hat uh official pro shop 27 it's all kind of virtual in there man go get yourself black go get you some drip you know what i mean and uh get ready for this 2020 it's sure. gonna be a great thing i appreciate y'all having me on the show man definitely thank you now I, I would love to bring you back and and, and uh with with the uh, updates on your future endeavors and everything brother so i i'm i'm humbled because i never you know do two super bowls i mean shit you know, I, I mean, I, 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 you know, big diamonds, man, big diamonds, man, big diamonds. Mac, shout yourself out, brother. Where can everybody find you? Man, everybody already know, man. It's your boy, Early Never Late, man. Form overweight. I am the form runner on Instagram. Everybody follow me. I drop jewels on knowledge, uh, wisdom, spirituality, uh, health, and wellness. Uh, using a very unorthodox way of um, creating health with everyday things that you get from the grocery store with little to minimal supplementation. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's about being ancestral, using the ways that our grandmothers and our mothers and our great grandmothers and grandfathers, um, just the methods that they utilized to uh, bring us back to health and wellness, man. It's, um, you know, I'm easy to find. I'm the only one on the ground, F-O-R-M-R-U-N-N-A. Uh, you ain't got to type in the whole thing. Uh, and just come see what I'm talking about when it comes to health, wellness, fitness, and nutrition, and a few of the other little things. Uh, but for the most part, we got to get our community back into a state to where, you know, we understand how, the, how our body works. Let me just say that, how our body works and how to take care of and nutrify our body um, better than what we have. So yeah, man, thank y'all for tuning in. 
to your boy, man. I already know, man. Oh, once again, thank you to uh to my man, former runner, and, and Mr. Anthony Smith, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion. Let me put some cool. more respect on that man's name. Thank you, Big everybody, time. in the chat. <laughs> so, uh, we'll catch you guys in the next time. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Peace. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy Ashman. On the wake up. Just get your body to move. Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah. Just get your body to move. Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Let on the wake up play. Won't stop till they hear what we say, yeah. Let on the wake up play. Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Just get your body.